Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Believe in Betting, a Sports Garden Network production. We are your source for sports entertainment, incredible sports intelligence. And now, here's your host, Tom Barton. All right, guys, welcome to another episode of Believe in Betting. Yeah, Believe in Betting, and we're looking at the NFL draft. Look, it just happened, right? I am doing this immediately after the draft. It's my immediate reaction show. And I'm doing this because over the last couple of years, what happens right after the draft is people react. People react in the, in the public eye. We watch the we wake up in the morning. We watch the line shift. And I want to get out in front of this thing. I definitely want to talk about that right away. You guys go check us out at SportsGarden, G-A-R-T-E-N, Dot com, Sports Garden, G-A-R-T-E-N, over on Twitter, over on Facebook, over on all the social media. We are hashtag SGN as well. I will tell you this. Look, I went out there. I came out on, uh, you know, I gave it away. You guys go always check it out over at Believe on the Believe Network. I put this out there, and I gave out my picks for the first draft. I gave out three picks on video. You guys can go check that out all over on um, on Twitter as well. They retweeted it. I put it on LinkedIn. I put it in a bunch of places. but. I had over three and a half wide receivers taken in the first round, cashed it. Over four and a half quarterbacks taken in the first round, cashed it. Uh, under, I'm sorry, four and a half quarterbacks taken in the first round, cashed it. Under two and a half tight ends taken in the first round, cashed it. Clean sweep of the board, gave away three, three and oh. Okay, this isn't to pat myself on the back. This is to explain to you guys, look, the first round went basically how I thought. So I'm not going to have massive reactions and I'm not going to run to the ticket booth tomorrow to bet me as your favorites. But I know some of you guys will, so I want to take a look at that. We still have a lot of guys left, right? A lot of guys. Meyer was thought, uh, you know, to be a guy that would go above Kincaid. But look, we're talking about tight ends. I think we have a deep tight end class still. Will Levis is still on the board, right? Um, it, you have a lot of guys still on the board in the second and third rounds that still could impact things. But usually those late round picks, um, those second, third round picks, even those, they just don't impact the betting market. And that's what we're talking about is the betting market. So I'm going to go over all the first-round picks and talk to you about uh, basically my grades on them, what I think on them, my initial reactions on how the teams did. But I also want to look at the betting markets right now, tonight, and where I think it might go and if there is any value. Is there a team that substantially helped themselves enough to make me run to the ticket window tomorrow and say, you know what, I'm going to go make a bet. Well, I always say ticket window, but we know it's, it's just your app, right? So that's what we're going to do. We're going to break down the first round. Uh, the Panthers on the clock, and let us let me walk you through how my draft night went and how my reactions went with everybody. So Panthers are on the clock at number one. Bryce Young was always going to be picked here. Uh, it's no surprise. Look, we went over the draft. It, it was minus 2,000 a couple of weeks ago, and then all of a sudden, this weird Will Levis Reddit rumor came out, which was absolutely ridiculous, but it moved the betting markets all the way down to 1,200. And there was a point where you could get uh, Bryce Young at minus 550. Now, I'm in New York, and I couldn't get it. And I looked at Connecticut. I looked at New Jersey. I was like, where where can I get down on this? I looked at some of the offshores, and I didn't see any 550s, okay? So I didn't. But if I could have found a 550, I would have ran to go get them minus 550. The, the lowest I saw, I saw a minus 1,200 for about a minute, and then I shopped around. It was about 14. So this was no surprise to anybody. Look, the Carolina Panthers are an improving team. They're plus 240 right now to win the NFC South. That is juiced in Bryce Young, right? I mean, the two plus 240 already juiced in the Bryce Young. I think it's a winnable division, 
There's nobody out there that is really jumping off the table for me. It's a winnable division, but Bryce Young doesn't put them over the top, right? Bryce Young doesn't all of a sudden make me go, oh, you know what? He's the best. And guess what? He might be the best quarterback in that division uh, with Tampa and their problems with Baker Mayfield. And uh, we, we understand what's going on in Atlanta. Desmond Ritter looks like he's the guy. Yeah, sure. Bryce Young might be the best. But that doesn't necessarily mean that I'm backing them at plus 240. No, it certainly doesn't. Up next, the Houston Texans. Now, this was a, a point of contention for me. I kept saying Will Anderson is the best player in the draft. Will Anderson should go number two. I don't care about the quarterback here. I get that they need a quarterback. I was reading Houston didn't want a quarterback. They go up and they get C.J. Stroud. They take C.J. Stroud at number two. And I said, okay, I understand the pick, right? I mean, if you think C.J. Stroud, I was a huge C.J. Stroud supporter before the year. He did nothing to kind of throw me off. I've read, you know, he's not a great guy. He's uncoachable. Bah, 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 bah. I don't know how much of that was to throw people off. C.J. Stroud at two was a solid pick. And I'm looking at Arizona, and I called it uh, during our show, and I said, look, Arizona's going to trade out. They trade out, but they trade out to Houston, who moves up to get what I call the best player in this draft is Will Anderson, and I think this is a home, 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 home run. Absolutely awesome move. Now, do Stroud and Anderson make me say, hey, they're going to win the AFC South? Absolutely not. You know, I'm not looking at them to do that. But I will say this. Look, the Texans at the bottom of the entire league with the Arizona Cardinals for their win total at five and a half. With C.J. Stroud, if you believe in him, and I, I, I've just gone out there and told you I don't really, but if you believe in C.J. Stroud and Will Anderson and what that can now do with D'Amico Ryans there, five and a half starts to look a little tempting. If you're a C.J. Stroud supporter, five and a half is the number you want to go for. Forget about the big money of, oh, you know what, they make the playoffs or, or you know, they win the South. No, no, no. C.J. Stroud can win six games if you're a C.J. Stroud supporter. So that maybe is a little bit of value right there if you want to take that. I think this is a huge move by the Houston Texans. This is telling their fans we're looking to win. We're looking to win right now. I love the move by the Texans early on. Anthony Richardson's up next, and Anthony Richardson goes to the Indianapolis Colts. All I heard was Will Levis would not get past the Colts. The Colts were getting a quarterback. I was a little misguided. It with Anthony Richardson. I love the coaching staff by, by the Colts, but listen, Anthony Richardson, this is a reach here. Okay, I'm just not buying in. I, I don't really like any of the quarterbacks in, in this draft class. I told you guys that. I don't think any of them are MVP quality. I don't think any of them are winning a Super Bowl. With the right coaching, anybody can be something special. So Anthony Richardson, look, listen, with the right coaching, and he has that in Indy, he might be something special. But look, this is a guy that had 13 incompletions in a row against Florida State. My wife is a Florida State alumni. I talk about it all the time. Looked at me when Anthony Richardson was taken. She's like, we crushed this guy. He looked terrible. I, I, yes, yes, I know that, right? He looked bad against a good defense of Florida State. I don't buy into Anthony Richardson at all. As a matter of fact, I see Anthony Richardson getting drafted by the Colts, and I just look at that and I say, all right, well, I feel better about Jacksonville winning that division. Devin Witherspoon to Seattle, good pick, physical guy. I'm a big fan of Devin Witherspoon here. I like that pick. Paris Johnson to Arizona. Paris Johnson is one of the good, better guys, you know, the nicer dudes all around. They needed this. I mentioned on my show, Kyler Murray's been begging for offensive tackle help for a while, um, you know, and he just hasn't gotten it. Well, he's got it here. That's right now exactly what they needed. I don't love the idea that they spent a six on him, but I like Paris Johnson. I like the fit. I like the Cardinals. Um, I like all of that there. Tyree Wilson to the Raiders. I didn't like this at all. Um, not Listen, Wilson is a fine player, but I thought that the Raiders needed a cornerback more than anything else. So, this doesn't move the, the needle for me. And then we get to B. John Robinson. I said on my show, would it be crazy if uh, the Atlanta Falcons get B. John Robinson? The Atlanta Falcons ran the ball than anybody more than anybody else last year. 
So even though you go, wait a minute, they have Algier and, 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 and all this. Yeah, they do. And they're also building something phenomenal. If you wanted to buy stock, I'm buying stock in the Atlanta Falcons because they have Pitts, they have Drake, they now have Bijan Robinson, they have Algier, they're going to run the ball. I like Atlanta for the future. Maybe not moving the needle for me so much this year, but I like Atlanta for the future. I kept saying, man, if Bijan goes there, it's going to be dynamic. Their offense is going to score points this year. Their offense is going to be better. I'm going to be looking at a lot of Atlanta Falcon overs because people are going to go, ah, oh, Desmond Ritter's a bum. They might not even give the ball to Desmond Ritter at that point. So I like this. The Atlanta Falcon you know, t- team total, about six. Yeah, I could see them winning more than six games. Sure, six and a half, seven uh, is even an okay thing. I think that they could win seven, eight games with this type of explosive offense. Let's see what they do on the defensive side. But I do like the offense that they're building, and they're going to run the ball. So there's enough carries to go around for Bijan and Algier. Next up is the Philadelphia Eagles. And I'll be honest with you. Look, they traded with the Bears from 9 to 10. I was sitting there. I'm a Bears fan, uh, and I'm sitting there, and I'm going, um, look, I don't want Jalen Carter. I know how good he can be, okay? I know how talented he is. He was number one on Mel Kuyper's board. I get it. But I don't want him. I don't like the -the off-the-field stuff. I don't like... Uh, the idea that they said he, he's uh, too heavy. I don't like the idea that they said he's lazy. I don't like I don't like a lot of that. And you need a locker room that is going to keep him in check. And you need a coaching staff that's going to keep him, him in check. Now, we've seen guys fall in the draft. Warren Sapp comes to mind uh, with all these maybe off-the-field sort of problems, and then they, they fall in the draft and they become a very good player. I have no doubt that Jalen Carter, to go to the Philadelphia Eagles, was the heist of the night. But I also have no doubt that if he went to the Chicago Bears, it would have been a problem. The Bears do not have that leadership in the locker room. The Bears do not have the coaching staff to handle this, right? So Jalen Carter, the Eagles, is absolutely massive. And I'm going to jump to later, okay, in the draft. We're going to jump around here. Because the Eagles also then traded up to get Nolan Smith, who I said on my show I thought could be a top 10 pick. They got him at 30. So the Philadelphia Eagles, who built their Super Bowl team by building the trenches have now replenished it, coming from the Georgia Bulldogs team last year that many said were the best defense, the best defense maybe in the history of college football, certainly the best interior line. They have four of those players now. I think the Eagles got an A, 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 A plus for the draft. And they were the only team that I could see the line moving drastically because usually you get a really good player, but you're on a bad team. The Eagles weirdly have a top 10 pick and they were in the Super Bowl last year. So their odds to win the NFC are plus 350. I still don't love that. I think it's a good bet, but at plus 350, I don't love that. Their regular season win total is over under 10 and a half minus 130. I love the over. I, I, I'm sorry. I love the over. I love what the Eagles are doing. I love the over. But I really like the NFC East plus 120. I don't buy into the Giants or Washington and Dallas is Dallas. So I am going to make a little wager tomorrow morning or probably once I'm done with this on the regular season win total and on the NFC East, not because of just these moves, but because of the culture and what the Eagles are. I like all of what they've did. I really did. I like both of their picks. I like the direction they're going. I like building from inside. I like Hertz. I like Brown. I like the running. I, I like everything that they've done. I really do. And I think it's a weak NFC. I think it's a weak NFC East. It's a winnable division. Give me plus money, plus 120. Sure. I'm not going to take a plus to the NFC to win it all because a lot of things can happen on that road. And plus 350 isn't enough back. But plus 120 to win the NFC East, sure. Over 10 and a half, I'll lay the 130. Give me that all day. I love what the Eagles did. A plus. And now they're a future team that I'm looking at and going, yeah, they did the right thing here. And I'm buying into them long term. 
Next up are my Chicago Bears. Look, I said all along I wanted Darnell Wright. This is a huge player out of Tennessee. He's a guy that, look, I called Will Anderson the best player in this draft. He's a guy that dominated Will Anderson at times. When they asked Will Anderson about Darnell Wright, he said, yeah, he's the best player that I faced. Um, he's a guy that right away, immediately, could go in and play offensive line for a Bears team that is building around an offense. We've never seen this in Chicago. They're building around an offense, and they're building around protecting Justin Fields, who does run a lot. Darnell Wright is not only a pass protector there. He can get out in space, and he can run. I love it. Uh, Bears, odds don't move for me, but sure. Uh, Skaronsky from Tennessee, a good fit there. Jameer Briggs, I didn't understand this by the Lions at all. I didn't understand it because while Gibbs can be a really good player, and I like him, you have Montgomery and you have Swift, which now makes me think, all right, you know what? Swift might be on the move. Uh, maybe. Are they really going to keep three of these guys, dynamic guys? And even at 12, you could have traded down. I don't like this by the Lions. Lucas Van Ness, all right, look, he's okay. I think there's a reach by Green Bay, but I guess you had to do it. Broderick Jones, Pittsburgh moved up to go get him. Offensive tackle, go protect your investment. Kenny Pickett, that's the investment. Will McDonald was a reach by the Jets. I think they had to get out of the first round with an offensive tackle. They wanted to get out of the first round with an offensive tackle. Well, they watched them go off the board over and over and over again. And then they were stuck with McDonald, who I say stuck with. Look, he's going to be a good player. He's got long le- long length, um, you know, big arms, big legs. He's going to be a good player in that defense, sure. Oh, but he is a reach at 15. He could have probably dropped back to the 20s. I think the Jets panicked a little bit. Manuel Forbes, Washington. Yeah, needed a cornerback. That's okay. Christian Gonzalez, I think, was better. Great pick by Bill Belichick. Perfect pick by Bill Belichick. Christian Gonzalez should have been earlier. They get a dynamic cornerback here, a big physical guy that fell in the draft. Jack Campbell by the Lions. Now, this pick I do like, okay, at 18. I think they could have got Gibbs here, but I like Jack Campbell here. He's a, a leader. He could become that middle of the linebacker, that that uh, middle of the field linebacker that really controls things. I like that. Can't see defensive tackle uh, Tampa Bay out of Pittsburgh. This is where I would have went Will Levis, personally. I would have went Will Levis here, uh, but I understand not. Jackson Smith, Seattle, bad fit. Fantasy-wise, if you're a fantasy guy, but I do like Seattle. I think Seattle's got a chance to do some things this year. Quentin Johnson goes to the Chargers. Of course, um, they're always looking for wide receivers there. So is, is Baltimore. Baltimore suddenly becomes real and entertaining. Lamar Jackson signs earlier in the day, so I already like their odds. But Zay Flowers, to me, is the best wide receiver in the draft. Jordan Addison goes to Minnesota. Just gives them another weapon. Offense, totals, overs for Baltimore. Remember, Baltimore's changing their philosophy. They're not going to be run, 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 run all the time either. I like the overs this year. Ravens, Vikings, Deontay Banks for the Giants. Okay, he's 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 what the Giants needed a cornerback out of Maryland. Dalton Kincaid for Buffalo. Buffalo is not believing that Dalton Knox is the guy, so now they go get another Dalton tight end like him. Maisie Smith, defensive tackle from Dallas. Big man up the middle. Anton Harrison, offensive tackle for Jacksonville. I like it. Keep protecting Trevor Lawrence. That's your investment. Miles Murphy, edge rusher for the Bengals. He falls pretty far here. I think the Bengals got themselves a pretty good gift. Uh, Brian Brees, defensive tackle from Clemson to the New Orleans Saints. They got to rebuild that interior line. I mentioned Nolan Smith and then the Chiefs with Ozuma at the end of the draft. Look, I think it was an overall great draft. Nobody jumped off the uh, first round, I should say. Nobody jumped off the board except for the Philadelphia Eagles. Absolutely huge. I love what the Texans. I love it, but they don't move the needle for me. Bad draft. Yeah, I thought Detroit had a bad first round. I, I think the Jets had a bad first round for what they wanted to accomplish. And depending on the status of, uh, you know, the ankle, the Raiders might have had a bad first round. But I think the the, the Colts bungled it the worst. I, I don't like Anthony Richardson at four. I don't think that he's going to be that franchise guy. That's my take on the draft, guys. I want to do a cool, quick little special here. Um, that's going to do it for me, guys. Enjoy the second and third rounds. I'll be back next week, and I'll give you the full total 
I'll also tell you if there are any line moves over the next couple of days and what to look out for there. We'll be back next week. You can bet on that. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.